right, folks, here we go with Inside Middle Tennessee. Duck's getting a lot smoother at the board. Yes, he is. You know, he's getting to be a real professional. We may have to keep him for a while. Ah, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. He'll hit the wrong button and we'll be sent into orbit here in a few minutes. Out into the ether, as as they say. Yes. You know. Yeah. Well, folks, we got a skeleton crew in here, but that's okay because we can handle it. We can. You know, I'm Jim Ross, the host. I've got Delk on the Kennedy, owner operator on the board. Morning, guys. We were talking about the Daily Herald here a little bit earlier. We might get into that a little bit more, but and we've got the dynamic duo. They're not the, you know, they're not the quadro like they were last week. (laughs) Just a dynamic duo of Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. Good morning. Yeah, and we don't have Ellie Grace. She's She's in school today. She's half school today. You know, was she getting stir crazy like everybody else I heard? She said. I just can't stand this anymore. I've got to go outside. She said, I've been cooped up in this house all day. (laughs) We had grandchildren. You know, ours are, let's see, five, seven, and nine now. Yeah. And they they were going nuts. And they were sick and tired of watching movies. Yeah. I mean, we watched Mary Poppins. We watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. (laughs) You know, all the classics. We watched Beethoven. Uh, You know, Home Alone. you, You name it. I mean, it's just... Now, she got outside and um, played. Um, she built a, a snow family, she called it. Um, and she slid up and down the hills uh, of our farm yeah, a, a dozen did. or so times. And it did seem to bother her that it was so cold. I said, no. your, your, her cheeks were just as red as it could be. I said, aren't you cold? No, I'm not cold. <laughs> Sheila, you and I both know a child that young. Yeah. They got the metabolism of a bird. Oh, no. In other words, it's running a million miles an oh, hour. Well, she can get in the swimming pool. And it, and I used to be like that, too. Yeah, You could Wait. get in the pool when it was in the spring and it was cold. Not temperate enough and now i'm like i won't even get in something like that i wish so. she does it, she just, but, and she then says she, it's all right once you get in yeah <laughs> yeah once you get used to it yes but she um she did get star crazy we did do some school work um i kept her on her regimen of working on this i ready program that the school system has um they require the children to have 45 minutes in it for reading and math so two 45-minute slots done by Friday of each week. And um, so we kept on doing that. She was that's, not happy about that. but That's a long time. 45 minutes is a long but time. But their lessons, kids. there are many lessons in there, and they have to take a quiz at the end and, and stuff. At so. the college, you know, we used to call it mini-term. Mini-term, <laughs> yes. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you all some fun facts that I learned that I did not know. I mean, I, I assume we've all seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, oh yes, yes. I love Chitty Chitty. Yes. We saw it when we were kids. We saw it with our children. We've seen it with our grandchildren. But last week I was watching it and discovered something that I just had not known before. Tell me who wrote the book upon which Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is based. Fleming. Ian Fleming. The, f- the same fellow who wrote James, James Bond. Bond. Why am I not surprised that Sheila would know that? <laughs> well, and he, even more fun fact: remember in Goldfinger, and this and Fleming was famous for things like this. The you know the good-looking female protagonist was named. Pussy galore. Yeah. Well, in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is 
G-rated as you can possibly imagine. The uh, the female protagonist, the one Dick Van Dyke hangs out with, uh, her daddy's name is George Scrumptious. And <laughs> uh, Mr. Scrumptious owns a candy factory. Well, of course, her name is... Truly, Truly scrumptious. And it's a good movie. It's, it's a, a great key, movie. And yeah. you just think about that car and all that. Just the they invent- must have had fun making. Oh yes, that that would have been a fun movie. Sarah, how was it to have a mother that you couldn't pull anything over on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I attribute my in uh, my what. Call it curiosity. It's curiosities and other things to them because they, of course, they were in their mid thirties when they had me, so I, they were a little bit older than my friends' parents in some cases. That's back um, when we had energy, Sheila. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they just like Chitty Chitty Baby. I saw that when I was Ellie Grace's age. I remember going and renting it at the video shop or whatever. It's probably a VHS back then. It was a VHS, oh, yeah. Pollyanna, and. All the classic Disney movies, like I know Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox series. I know the Davy Crockett series. You know, I imagine Jim and Sheila and I uh, first saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the Bellmead Theater. Oh, probably remember, remember that we used to have to go, go yeah. to, to see any big movie. You yeah, know. had to go. Yeah, well, you, I, you, I went to school at Lipscomb, so we could go over there. We could go to Bellmead, or we could go to Green Hills and see whatever the latest thing was. And at one time, I knew every movie that had been nominated for a, uh, an Academy Award. Now, I don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> have any clue. That, that and the Grammys both. Well, yeah, the Polk Theater was here in town. But a lot of times, if you want to see anything that was recent, you had to go to Nashville. Yeah. Polk Theater. Was- Very recent. They, they kind of got second run. It stuff, didn't it? A lot of time, two or three years later until they got movies. Well, way I remember it, yeah. I do remember paying 75 cents to get into the Polk Theater. Uh huh. I think I was it a bustling. So, the Polk Theater, for our (laughs) listeners that don't know, is where Alexander's Mattress World was, but it's a vacant building right now. It's the same building. Same building. And was it like so cool to go down there and see your friends and, and all that? And mom still remembers the theater that was on South Main. Right? Yeah, the Lyric. The Lyric Theater. I remember seeing Lady and the Tramp there. Oh, Lord, boy. I don't remember that one. I don't either. I do remember the Polk. Well, it was about where uh, Bert's Dress Shop is right along there. Bert's Dress Shop's not there anymore. I know it. (laughs) But how about directly across the street from Ted's? Yes, yes. It's the building. It's the building, I I think. that has the stucco half removed on it. And you can see the two windows up on the second level. You can see the two windows that would be the film room. Okay. They're little windows up there. You'll see those almost most older theater buildings that are in a commercial block in a downtown area. Gotcha. So yeah, it was a great place. It said they had a cry room. Remember the cry yeah, room? They oh yeah. I do at the Polk Theater. I remember yeah. the cry room. The Polk Theater. They had a, a you know a, a glass front cry room where um, I guess your baby was crying or yeah. you were crying because the movie was so sad. <laughs> you could go in that soundproof room and still watch the movie. And it was one screen or two screens. It was, it was one. One, one screen. And then eventually they divided it. Mm-hmm. It won. But yeah, they had a stage yeah. down there. Yeah, they had programs there from time to time. Yeah, they had a stage. Now you know one of the things you got to remember though in those days we still had segregation. 
Yeah. And black folks uh, had a separate entrance. They had to sit in the balcony. They had a window on the back side of the concession stand. So yeah. white and black did not mix going to the concession stand. So that's that's part of that history as well. But, yes, yeah. it is. It is. Um, I wrote a National Register nomination for a theater in Lewisburg in a commercial block down there. Um, and it had the same kind of segregated entrance well, and that's all just that. That's the way so, the world was. Um, but that, yes, exactly. But uh, anyway. it doesn't make it right. But I tell you what, what is right is do not ignore your history. Yeah, we'd be wrong to forget it. That's yes. right. It would. Be well, that absolutely. that's one of my favorite quotes, as because I, at heart I'm a historian, and I, I I have studied it so much. Uh, those who don't study it are doomed to repeat it. That's true right. um so i'm a big proponent in the ugly like read the ugly history read the bad history that happened just so you know it so maybe it won't ever happen again. and we came through it yes no so. and all of us were too young to be well i'm not throwing the prior generation under the bus but i, I think people need to understand that not None of us were old enough to be in any kind of uh, management positions. At, in at, any positions to change anything right. at the time. No. Right, right. We, we, we didn't come of age until 10, 12 years later. In fact, Delk and I were going to McDowell when the first integrated student, I think, came in. In my class. Yeah. Over there. Charlene Ogilvie? Rose. Yeah. Rose. Rose. Right. Uh, yeah. Ms. Flowers' third About the grade fourth, class. I was going to say, I was thinking fourth grade, but something like that. Yeah. Because I remember Charles was in my class, her older brother. And so, now, with Ellie Grace being at home, do, do y'all start having sympathy for the homeschoolers now? <laughs> I, I love my child. I said this the other day to one of my best friends. I love my child. But I think it is good for that kind of separation so that someone else can take care I, I understand i have a lot of friends that homeschool too yes I do. and they are very successful at homeschooling but i think it helps i think it helps the family dynamic because <laughs> we're too well, much alike there's well, they as you. sheriff bucky Rowland said the domestic calls really spiked last week <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it was, and I mean, we were all there. Sean did have to go into work because he works at the power company. So well, it, yeah. <laughs> it was me and mama and daddy and Ellie Grace all in our compound that we have there. And it, it daddy go, he came, he goes, it's really cold outside, but I think I need to take her outside. I said, well, you go right ahead. Um, give us all a break. Give yeah, us. Well, if anybody's going outside, Ellie Grace will go with them. Yes. So she she is an outside person, and that's good. Um, she said one of her classmates said, don't you have a whatever they play on, these gizmos? An, that an iPad or something. Don't you have one of those? She said, no, I don't have one of those. I said, they feel sorry for you, don't they? She said, yes. And I said, well, you just tell them we go out in the backyard. We got goats and horses. That will take the place of an iPad. I was going to say, they don't have a horse either, uh, though, no. do they? Uh-uh. No. So, but she'll get out in the backyard and just run around and with the horse. The horse, her horse is in the paddock that backs up to the house. So she can commune with so, the horse. And the goats. Yeah. It's the, uh, that's her paddock. That's her animal paddock. Those she goes, she the has the goats. I'll say, goats. do the goats come running up to her all yeah. the time? 
And if you're in the backyard and you say, hello, goats, they'll acknowledge you in the background. Or, yeah, well, uh, Delk knows about having animals and going out and well, well, we speak to them. I don't know. Around Delk's place, he's got a whole bunch of goats. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have goats. I got uh, the the sheep. Well, well, it all depends on, I mean, Son Sam is the farmer and, and he's got three different farms around the county and the stock travels as the grass is available and what his <laughs> needs are and whatever. But right now I've got cattle and I've got, what did Mary Susan say? We've got about 15 rams, sheep. Oh, oh yeah. cool. So, Well, if you got rams, if they're all rams, I bet you they're button heads all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes sometime it's fatal. Um, Can be, and yeah. Uh, Sometimes the other ram just doesn't get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just knocked him, him complaining. No, well, I knocked out. I uh, sometimes they just don't ever get back up. Oh, that, that's that sad. Happens, that happens occasionally. But yeah, that's part of farm life. Uh, when all of a sudden you eat well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't want to eat old ram. No, <laughs> <laughs> kind of tough. I don't oh, that's, that's getting old of mutton or something. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Wasn't having everybody cooped up kind of a uh, mini COVID? Because I'm thinking, yeah, it yes, was. It, it was, it was. Mr. Um, Hickman made a pineapple upside down. They were always in the kitchen doing something, and and, and they made, used that as a teachable moment for Ellie Grace about measuring things yeah, and mixing up things up and, and falling directions and. And she she has could, always been in the middle. Of yeah, that. she could she could break an egg with the best of them. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of one of those skills you need to learn yeah. how to do, you know. So anyway, folks, I think we need to take a break and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. <laughs> this is P. Witty with Rubik's Groove. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Three, two, one. Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MemsModernLandscape.com. That's MemsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. All right, folks, we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Is there anything historical going on in Columbia ever? Well, there's always history going on. You can find history in everything, I believe. But uh, yesterday um, was Pop Jeer's 173rd birthday. Wow. 173? 173. Wow. Um, 
he um, is a famous harness racer from Columbia. And as most people know, that is sort of my life's research. Um, and one of late Bob Duncan's favorites. Yes. And uh, thanks to Uncle Bob, I got to get on this lovely research wagon um, back in 2006. We've been researching ever since. And I can <laughs> it doesn't stop, does it? It does no, not stop. Ever since. Um, because a lot of the newspapers and stuff were not digitized at the time. Um, and everybody got their news from the newspaper back then or a radio show. Um, so um, I have been able now to follow him throughout his entire career. And what's amazing, though, to me still is that you know, every other southern town has some kind of monument to our Confederate heroes. Yes. Columbia has none. No. Zero. Not a, No. But and we, we do have a monument to a track horse driver. Yes. Yes. And and that Harness Racer. Harness Racer. Harness Racer. And he um the obelisk is on uh West Seventh Street and um it's a little mini park. It was uh, the city of Columbia's first park. Um, uh, and a few years ago, um, Adam Southern uh, helped write a – he wrote the plaque that's up there, and I helped um, with the unveiling um, several years ago. Um, but it, the park was established um, to honor him. Um, his career spanned for 50 years. Um, he died on the racing track at 73. <laughs> just couldn't couldn't give up a good um, thing could he he sustained injuries uh, injuries in an accident um in wheeling west virginia and incidentally i think ed harlan and uncle bob duncan went to wheeling west virginia to see if they could find sort of the location of the racetrack and it's, well, it's a that. it's a uh casino now <laughs> okay that's what uncle bob told me so um We'll, now, we'll have to trust Uncle Bob's <laughs> book. Now, on my geography, y'all remind me, because Wheeling, uh, I mean, West Virginia's got a little finger spike that goes uh-huh. up there by Pennsylvania. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't Wheeling and Pittsburgh very close together? Yeah, I think so. Or like I, maybe just across the river, yeah, one side I of it's Wheeling, so. the other side yes. is Pittsburgh, something yes. like that? Yes. So, okay. um, But horsemen and friends and businessmen from around the board chose to place this monument here to honor Pop's integrity and achievements on the harness racing track in Columbia. Um, Pop was born in Lebanon, Tennessee. Um, he was from Wilson County. His father was a grocer. Um, his mother was a homemaker. Um, where their family farm was is now a subdivision. Um, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that. Um, but he came to Columbia because of the horse farms here and the race tracks here. Um, a lot of people don't know there were horse racing tracks here in Columbia. Um, at one time, um, there, there have been three. Um, that I can confirm. Um, I'm sure a lot of the farms had practice tracks, but like real racing tracks, they had racing. One was where the Tennessee Knitting Mill building um, used to be. Um, the building's still there. The water tower y'all see in town that says the Tennessee Knitting Mill, it was out there. Yes. <laughs> Will Rainey, 
I I I just saw your message. Yes, Horace Rainey. They bought it oh, from, yes, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. But yes, um, there was a racetrack there at the knitting mill. There was a racetrack out where around where Graymere Church of Christ, Graymere uh, Country Club is. There was a racetrack out there, and then there was a kite shaped track that was owned uh, by the Jones family um, out near where Baker Elementary, Ladume, out that way. So. And there are there's a photo of the uh, kite racing track, but the other tracks they don't have. A I don't have any good any. pictures of. So if you have some, please let me know. <laughs> Buried in your basement. Buried somewhere. in your basement or somewhere. Attic. attic. I will take whatever horse memorabilia you have. <laughs> so, um, but uh, he. Uh, the the site was selected um it said because the nature had indeed been the it was a good spot because it's terraced almost naturally terraced um and then um in 1926 they had a crowd of 800 people it's a lot for them yeah a lot for them business um to dedicate this beautiful park and the weather was inclement that day so they conducted the dedication at the princess theater in the okay. Bethel Hotel. Um, since I was talking about finding more things in newspapers and everything, I have found a photograph of the day they dedicated it in the Nashville, Tennessean. Really? And so I'm so excited that I have finally found <laughs> it's that. It's just like a treasure hunt. It's like, I, when I'm reading, I'll say, oh, did you know this? <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> we looked under another rock. Like, and found yeah, something, yes. huh? So, and um, my my friend uh, Tom Price, he, he's like, Sarah Elizabeth, you have to draw the line somewhere from your research to finish. Because yeah. I'm trying to finish a book, and I've yeah. been trying to finish a book. But I just always, you know, when's enough is enough. But I've started a folder. No, 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 no. It's not, and that's not enough. It's called the second edition. Yeah, yeah. that's my second edition folder. And has the started. third edition. Yes. So, but Pop rose from ordinary circumstances to become a national celebrity of his time. He was in. The, he was front page news along with the horses he trained and raced. Murray County breeders were renowned for raising standard bred horses for harness racing. Um, this area was very popular for the Tennessee Pacer, um, a breed of a, a, a breed of the standard bred horse. But he chose Columbia to be home to be in proximity to the horses and the racetrack. Um, he established records for speed on the harness racing track that had never been achieved before. You know, and everybody needs to understand. Back then, harness racing was a big deal. Well, there wasn't baseball. NASCAR there wasn't today. football. It was NASCAR. Well, it the, was, yeah, but it was all about the betting. Yes, yeah. the betting, and that's what killed the harness racing industry in the state of Tennessee. The legislature outlawed betting in the like twenty five twenty six legislature. Well, it killed the Tennessee Derby too. Yes, yeah, yeah it killed Tennessee Derby is every bit as big as Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I think. And it moved, it, and that's why the horse industry moved, moved north, moved yeah. north a little bit. So and this is at the same time when the idiots of the world passed prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Del Del could have his own history moment on the way he feels about prohibition. Yes, we might do that one day. <laughs> it, it was all the same group of people, you know, yeah, betting they, bad. They found Christian. Right. They yeah. found Christianity. Oh, Lord. You know, but give it, me a break. But he acknowledged one day that others would surpass his records, um, but he believed he was making a difference in what he was doing. Um, he was known for his um, 
hard work. He made good choices. He he had high ethical standards. Um, his vices in life were cigars and ice cream. Well, I guess it could be worse. Yeah, they said that he could eat a small a pint of ice cream while a horse was running a good mile. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then he could have the world's biggest case of brain freeze. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and also, I have found there um, a cigar maker. Um, I think out of Michigan or some of that area. Um, in the past several years, I've f- figured out they made a brand of cigars in his name. And so you that, got any little rappers? Not yet. Uh-oh. Not yet. <laughs> She's several, hopeful. I'm folks. hopeful. Um, uh, several years ago, I like to. Um, I have amassed this whole collection, and several years ago, I got a phone call from a, a lady in Christiana, Tennessee. She had talked to me when I was in graduate school. I talked to a lot of people when I was doing this re- research in graduate school, and she called. She. I have kept the same phone number. I've never changed my phone number because I want people to be able to find me for this. Continuity. And so um, she called and she said, I'm trying to find Sarah Elizabeth Hickman. Is that? And so we sat there and I put her on speakerphone. I was because she said she had something pop here she wanted to give me. I could not imagine what it was. Mm -hmm. It was his trophy case. Wow. How about that? Well, trophy case with trophies? No trophies. No, no okay. Trophies. No trophies, but I have his trophy case and um I would like to eventually get maybe one or two of his trophies if they're not atrociously expensive. Yeah, but or melted down. Melted somewhere. down somewhere, but um I this is this is my life's study, my life's research and um it I really would have liked to have known him. Um, he had a daughter named Sarah Elizabeth. Um, he had a um, he had some other children. Walter Aiken, his son, went to uh, Columbia Military Academy. He was uh, he got struck in the head during the baseball game against the Morgan School, and he died of a skull fracture. Good lord! Um, they're buried in Rose Hill Cemetery. All his family is buried in Rose Hill Cemetery. And this time of year, you can see the top of the obelisk from, from his, his grave. grave. Okay, folks. How did how did he go? How was his last name Jeers, and his son's last name was Aiken? No, that was his middle name. Middle name Walker Aiken Jeers. Okay, all right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, but anyway, um, the park and the obelisk stood um, has stood for many years, um, and it, it's a reminder of the glorious days when harness racing was in its zenith, um, and Murray County was the center of the standard bred trotters and pacers. Um, when I went and did my research, I, I, we went to New York, to Goshen, New York, so outside of New York City to the Harness Racing Museum and Hall of Fame. I've spent two a week, out, two, two weeks up there, and it's amazing. And you open the trade publications of that time, and it talks about Murray County Farms and people coming to Murray County to buy horses and all this. Just it. To me, growing up here, I knew walking horse farms were here, mm-hmm. but I'd never, like, I knew, because there are these plaques on the side of the road that talk about Billy Direct and Star Pointer, Star Pointer and then the Yule Farm and stuff that talk about the harness racing history. But then when I figured this out, when Bob put me on, Bob Duncan was a great um, mentor in my life, and 
I might cry talking about him, but <laughs> he's the reason that I dove into this. So the Yule Farm is at Spring Hill. Yeah, yeah. the Yule Farm is at, and it, the house is still standing there. So, um, but the design of the park was done by artist Cooper. The landscaping design was done by a professor, Charles, Charles Kiefer. He was at the experiment station here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the local garden club. Led the experiment by- station was around then? Yes. Okay. I don't remember yeah. when that all yeah. began, but I thought that was like the 50s or something. Yeah. Um, well, the, the 20s, they okay. were here. Um, and then the local garden club, led by Mrs. W.D. Hastings, maintained the landscaping. Oh. Um, the Dean Marble Company installed the obelisk, and just about a month ago, I found a trade publication about of stone cutters and and that kind of mm-hmm. industry that the Dean Marble Company was in, and they had a feature piece on them installing the obelisk, and they have a picture of a crane up there installing it. So I just found that a month ago or so so the land or so tell everybody now because a lot of people have no idea what you're talking about with an obelisk but tell them what the largest obelisk is in the united states oh that would be the washington monument yeah so I call this the miniature Washington Monument. Yeah. But, but um, the land cost $4,000, and it was bought uh, from the Rainey family, Horace Rainey. Horace Rainey Sr. Yes, yes. As Will would, would correct me yes, on. Yes, I'm glad we got one listener, folks. Yes, yes. one listener. <laughs> um, the obelisk cost $11,000, uh, um, approximately $11,000. And in 1931, they put 100 cedar trees up there. Mm-hmm. And there were three remaining a few years ago, and there are two remaining now. I was going to say, that that would take up a lot of space. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but I thought it would be good to honor Pop a little bit today sure. and talk about him. Because there are a lot of new people in town that are like, why is there this this what plaque. is that thing? What is there? that thing? And it's only used for parades and stuff. But it's a lovely. It's if a you great get place up, to sit for Mule Day. Yes, and if you get up in the park on just a regular day, because I've been up there walking around and looking and stuff, um, it, you don't hear the traffic. It's, yeah, it's it's very because you're up, up above. There. Yes. Yeah. All right, All folks. Right. It's time to take a break and pay a few bills because we got the owner operator on the board. So we're going to do what he says. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. What's your favorite radio station? 101.7 WKOM. You're listening to your local radio. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of celebrate you with a new vehicle from chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia we have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you we're talking cars trucks and suvs and if you're in the business of selling your vehicle we've got you covered we'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us at chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest cdjr dealership in tennessee find your new ride today when you visit chrysler dodge jeep ram of columbia Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Are you thinking about 
about a new fence, maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the TSSAA, are the 109,000 high school sports students in Tennessee. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. I have his driver's license. All right, folks. We're We're back. We're still talking about pop jeers a little bit. But y'all brought up something I thought was extremely interesting. And this was had to do up in upstate, or is it it upstate New York? Goshen, New York, upstate New York. Tell them about going up there and and kind of what happened, because that's just funny how things evolve a lot of times. um, Mom and I went the previous summer. About what year? So this was like 06 summer and we went the next summer oh seven yeah and so he's still been gone at that point at least over 150 years mm-hmm. but they still would they still talk about him, him. Talk they about revere him. him they talk about him like but, talking about babe ruth and baseball yes, yeah yes that good equation and so we went uh mom and daddy and 
and Sean and I went and went to the Hall of Fame induction. They have a Hall of Fame induction every year of people in the harness racing industry. And then they have a section called the Immortals. So prominent horses or prominent trainers or prominent families that are deceased or whatever that have made an impact to the industry. And um, we went to this dinner and, and they're still harness racing up there to this oh, yes. day, and it's a big deal. It's big. And harness racing is still big. It is still big. Um, Just the, not here. Not here. The only harness racing that's left in the state of Tennessee is at the Lincoln County Fair every fall. And it's I got to ride in the pace car several years ago. And being on just the speed and just to hear those trainers talk to those horses. And they said Pop had something in his voice that made the horses go. And we said a horse whisperer at break. But those, I have a video on my phone of them in the pace car. Like we, there's a car that has the arms. Mm-hmm. And they line up on the arms, and then the the car speeds up, and then the arms fold back, and they pull off, and the racers go. And you could just hear them humming, singing, or whatever the cadence they did to those horses. And they're thinking about thundering hoofs. Yes, yeah. and then you hit in in some of the photos that you see of Pop racing because the photographs are just awesome. The ear, one one of the horse's ears is one's facing forward and one's turned back because they're listening. Um, but at the Hall of Fame dinner, I just wanted to absorb what was going on. <laughs> no, no, really no, 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 <laughs> no. So, she, uh, she knew everybody there before we left. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to observe. And so they started, mom and daddy started talking about what I was doing. And, and then the, the, the people that are, that were at our table, they started taking me around to everybody. And then by the end of that dinner, I had an appointment the next morning at Ray Snicker's stable, which was at the track. So some harness racers have a home track that their barn, part of their barn, like their training barns at. And so um, I had a, they made an arrangement for me to be at the harness racing uh, at, at Ray's barn that morning. We had to go. I did not take blue jeans with me. I did not. I did not take, so we had to go find a Walmart. We went to Walmart. We went to Walmart in New York and got me clothes. And so we went and, um, the harness racing, um, trade publication was there. The horse review, they were there and, um, they did a story on me doing my thesis research on this, but I got to trot warm up one of the horses around that historic track that pop actually raced on. I'm thinking, but how did it feel to be behind, on a on a harness buggy, or it, whatever? And I guess it's I mean, called a buggy. I don't really it's know, a, know what a it's sulky, called. Sulky, a sulky. Okay, that's what um, it's you're right on the rear end of the horse. <laughs> oh so, yeah. So the 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 the. The, the error there. You're on the is, south end of a northbound horse. Right? <laughs> and so, um, at first, I was like, "This is happening," and then we got around. And um, he told me how much that horse was worth. And I was like, you can have the reins back because I don't need to be doing it. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. After I did that, it was just. (laughs) Yeah, that was a real trip. Well, as Sheila said during break, you could add up a whole bunch of walking horses to equal one one harness harness race. And then we had another appointment the next afternoon at a breeding farm called Blue Chip Farm. And they took us from 
the nursery, like the new babies, to the breeding part, to the where the brood mares were and everything. And they shipped one or two of their studs to New Zealand in the winter. So they wouldn't have to deal yeah. with the New York winter. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just ship it down to Tennessee? <laughs> or Florida. So, or Florida. But anyway, and harness racing does have a, a heavy presence in the Ocala, Florida area. They have heavy presence in Kentucky. There are still some harness racing trainers in the state of Tennessee. Um, but Pop went all over. And I... There's another time machine place. I'd, I'd like to sit at Union Station mm-hmm. and watch them load the mules and load the horses and wherever they were going. And Pop actually left Columbia um, and went to train for the Hamlin family in Buffalo, New York at the Village Farm. And we've all seen the snow in Buffalo in the last week and a half or so. And um, in New York, they had an inside track. An inside harness racing track. Can you imagine? It was called the Jewett track. How long was a standard harness racing uh, oval? It's a mile. It's a, a mile. It's a mile. Because he did the, the he yeah. broke the record. Yeah. Uh, broke the record yeah. for the less than two minute mile. Yeah. I think it may, I, I would have to look that I'm up. I'm just thinking about the size of a building yeah. back yeah. then to be yeah. under the roof. Half mile tracks. They were half mile tracks because it took them the twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, but just imagine that. And he and and I found an article that the Hamlin family got a new horse train car built custom for the horses. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, they had to transport in some way. But Paul wintered in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, Selma, Alabama. Um, he wintered uh, in um, Los Angeles. So the city directories, I'm getting into all parts of research that, you know, newspapers, mm-hmm. letters, yeah. scrapbooks, um, correspondence, trade books, all that kind of stuff. But if you get in the city directories, you can find where they live. Yeah. So the I have found are, we we use them sometime at the archives when when I've done research down there. And you'd be amazed what you find with the city directories. Yeah. I've got one from Columbia that's one of the last ones printed. Yeah, I guess, yeah. About fifteen well, or twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah, but we um I found his house in Memphis. I have found his house in Buffalo, New York. And his house here was somewhere between Graymere and the Neely Mill area out. Okay, that, that was well outside the yeah, city limits yes, back then. then. The country. So, um, but it, it it's been very. I get very excited about this, and uh, I talk to a lot of my friends about this. My poor friends have listened to me for years about this. <laughs> my child came out of the wound knowing about Pop Jones. Oh, I yeah, think she can talk. She about can talk that. about him too, but. Um, Every time I start this back up of trying to edit it and try to get it to where I want it. Something new pops up. Something new pops up. You know, which I told Sarah Elizabeth, that's called the second edition. Go ahead and publish the first one. I think we really could do, we could take the thesis and do the first book. Then I think we could do a picture book. Yeah. I was going to say, could you do a a two-volume set? Yeah. Yeah. And she had talked to the, the I've talked to people. I've yeah, talked to talk some people. about what we do next. So yeah. we've got it. Which it, will it, be kept it, under wraps. Yeah, well, it could be 
it it could be published as it is, but it probably needs we probably need to plug in these other little incidental and some things that I have found over time. Well, I think you should. And I actually did correspond with his granddaughter that lived in Oklahoma, and uh, she sent me a package to the house, and I didn't. That was before like inter, like I'm like I told this at work the other day. I'm like. I am from the generation that did not have email my whole life. You know, we I wrote a letter to her, and then I got a package at the house. And it was some of the scrapbooks and all that kind of stuff, clippings and things I had never seen. She told me to keep it. Yeah. And one of my prized possessions is if the house catches on fire, Cheryl's just going to figure out how to get that trophy case out. And she's also <laughs> going to figure out how to get this. This uh, I have it's a, it's the horse review. It's a cover, and it has him and Napoleon Direct, a famous horse from here. Um, and it says Columbia, Tennessee. What about when the archives finishes their expansion and getting it all down into the archives? <laughs> I don't. There's. I'm putting her on the spot. No, no, I'm not. But the tragedy of all this is he's a famous Tennessean and whatever. The only thing at the Tennessee State Museum is a horseshoe. And that's it? That's it. That's that's That's, that's tragedy. <laughs> so, that is wild. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, thank you for that. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I had no idea it, that much kind of went into it. Oh, it, it's just, it was no. just amazing to see those people. And that's their, that's their thing. That's yeah. their, uh, their big thing. Well, if they're into it, they're into it. Oh yes. yeah, it's yes. not. It would it would not be a poor man's hobby. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Well, folks, we also got Taft in here with us. Taft Ayers, and and Scott Sapicki's not here. I don't know if Taft's got it. You got any favorite sports teams? I love. This is bad in this area, but I love the Florida Gators. Uh oh, crazy about them. There you go. So I'm, well, I hope you love your coach because you're only going to have him one more year. He doesn't seem to be too worried about it. Isn't that weird? He should be worried about it, but he's just moving along and handling his business. It's, it's just Lane Kiffin's next stopping point. It, how many times have you heard that too? I've right, heard that a bunch. Lane Kiffin, yeah. and when Lane Kiffin doesn't go somewhere, everybody kind of exhales. Like, oh, he didn't come to this place. That means he's waiting for the next place i have no idea man. well let me tell you something as a tennessee vol fan the last thing i want is for lane kiffin to wind up in florida right i, I man i understand that for sure and the tennessee vols you he would be steve spurrier on steroids oh lord it would be, and you, you talked earlier about the the internet and the age hey. of that could you imagine steve spurrier with the internet age today oh all, oh, all the imagine steve spurrier on twitter Oh boy! Oh boy! It'd be bad. Well, now, have to have a whole and you staff can see, that. I can see him now throwing, taking off his visor, visor. and just throwing it. Just, right. That's, that's exactly right. I, I'm so. I want to say this. I, I know we're almost done today, but as I was listening to you talk about this, that it, it almost feels like a movie. In this yeah, it would be really cool. What and who's yeah. doing this? And and I know I didn't go too far down the sports trail here. It's a who done it? But yeah, it yeah. was because I see movies sometimes where somebody sends a package or somebody mm-hmm. offers a letter, and I think, oh, it doesn't happen that way anymore. And it's it's happening. It do, I mean, it does. I've done. There's several things I've done that I've sent letters to people, or I have found stuff that I want to get back to a family, right? And I'll send a letter, and it just opens a door. So, and there's. <laughs> 
There's something about a handwritten letter or a typed letter. I love getting that kind of stuff. Well, I guarantee you their handwriting was a lot better than it is now. My oh. my my nine year old's handwriting is atrocious. I'll get Sheila all going off on it here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they don't teach do it right anymore. I have had students who who had such atrocious handwriting that I I'd say I'll not grade another one. You get it straightened out. I can't, you know, if it looks like earthworms crawling across your paper and wrote it, then I cannot read it. What, one of my youngest ones, he's second grade. Yeah. We were going over his memory verse for his class uh-huh. and we were going over it and he couldn't get it right. And I looked at the paper and I said, you can't read this. He said, yeah, the, the writing's just too bad. I said, well, who did this? He said, me. He, he, he wrote it, but he couldn't even read it back. And I was going, oh man, that's a problem for sure. And that used to be, one's handwriting used to be a representation of what, what that person was, what kind of quality he was. Well, you had penmanship that's classes. Right. But how? I, I, but Sheila, they just some of us, you know, I made straight A's at McDowell, except for handwriting, which I consistently scored a C or a D. <laughs> you wrote like a doctor on a script pad? It's just not there, people. You know, I, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> Mr. Hickman writes it, he prints a lot, and he, he'll print capital letters a while and lowercase letters a while and when he was when he was principal at central he gave dorothy campbell a letter to to type and she typed it just like he wrote it Uh (laughs) with big letters and little letters all mixed up together i don't (laughs) so that had to be redone but he 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 prints a lot yeah yep all right, folks. I'll tell you what, we've got a little music going on. Del, we got anything else that you think we need to cover today? I've, I don't know, folks. It's going to be a great weekend. At least we're not going to freeze. It's going to rain some more. But, uh, yeah. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Go shopping. It's downtown. These children have been, you know, uh, reference, up. reference our earlier discussion. These children have been locked up too long. It's going, yeah, they need have, to go somewhere. Got to get them out somewhere. Well, it's not just the children been locked up too long. <laughs> well, true enough. It's been a little bit everybody. Yeah, we got to give Bucky some relief on those domestic calls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. It's been a great show. We appreciate you being here and i tell you what we will be back next week with inside middle tennessee